Yo, yo, yo. It's the Game Time Show, bro. I'm Keith. And I'm Steve. And we'll be your bros for the evening. Steve, uh, right before we started, you said this was going to be wicked lethargic. I did say that. Um, so, it's, it's Switchmas Day. It's late. You've been up for close to 24 hours. Yeah, you want to start there? You got your Switch. I got my Switch. It's March 3rd, launch day of the Switch. We wanted to do a quick podcast with our first impressions um what's your first impression of getting the switch keith all right so if any of you know me you know that when i when i do something i try to go big and by big i mean i just i don't want to not get the switch so so because you went big you couldn't go home which is why you left your home at two in the morning yes yeah so i had pre weber made me pre-order a switch for him because he was inept uh, and then I pre-ordered a switch for myself, and then we pre-ordered a third one just in case one of them screwed up. Smart. Well, one of them did screw up. Amazon said that they were gonna get it to me on launch day, and they haven't even shipped it yet. But, oh boy! But Amazon was the red and blue switch, and I wanted the red and blue switch. You the did. other two were the gray switches. So I, I woke up at one and saw that Amazon hadn't shipped it yet, and they said that it was coming on Monday. So I got Fuckers. super pissed off, and I was like, whatever, I'll deal with the gray switch. I'll, we we built in a contingency. It's not the one I want, but we built in the contingency. Well, 30 minutes of just fuming, trying to go to sleep and not being able to, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I want that red and blue switch. I'm going to Salem, New Hampshire. I'm going to stand in the freezing cold temperature Jeez. it's like 16 degrees it was brutally cold and windy yeah. last night yeah so i mean i left my house at 252 i got there 330 got out of my car at four did you like leave a note for danielle uh no i was like danielle i'm leaving and she's like fine <laughs> she wasn't happy about it but uh i wasn't gonna be happy about having to settle for a gray switch have you seen her since then um yeah <laughs> Well, so I went home between getting the switch and oh, going right. to work. So, Steve, I don't know. You've never done this this uh, launch waiting in line thing, but there's always a delicate dance when it's cold outside. Oh. You can be the first one there, but you might not be the first one willing to get out of your car. Oh. Because you know? it was like 16 degrees out. So people have to time it right. You do. And complicating the matter is that there are two separate entrances to this Walmart. Well, that's dumb. Yeah, so you have to you have to ban- try try to like guess which entrance is the one that they're going to open up first, and then you start the line there. Um, but there were only three of us there, okay. so we all just kind of agreed to one doorway uh, for about an hour and a half. We were the only three people there, um, so. What time does this Walmart open? Six. So it gets to about 5.30. Jesus. Did you nap in your car? No, I stayed outside that whole time. So I've been up since 1 a.m. So people start getting out of their cars. So then we get a a line that's about 14 people strong. Are Um, they announcing like how many switches they have or anything? No, everyone that we've reached out to... um, Side note, do you know people get to Walmart around 3 a.m. to start work when it opens at 6? That sounds horrible. Horrible. 
Uh, they didn't know what the switch was. Okay. They couldn't tell us how many they had. Uh, thankfully, there's a site that kind of there's a you can go to sites and like track inventory, and Walmart logs the inventory days in advance. So I knew that this Walmart had a lot of switches. That's why I went there. Uh, anyway, uh, it's about five thirty. We get the really long line. This this worker at uh, Walmart decides to can't get in the door so she just literally like superhuman strengths pulls the doors open but she's just, an employee she's an employee but just enough to sneak by so okay. so now we know like the locks don't work and <laughs> we're freezing and like you could you could really? squeeze in there too just to get the warmth and the temperature right right but none of us want to jeopardize our switch so we don't do it well Lo and behold, it's 6.01 now, and no one lets us in. Oh, dear. Um, and uh, we also, off in the distance, see two people running to the other entrance. Oh, no. Two people that are, have not been there. No, these are latecomers. These are latecomers who think that they can just cut the line. So then the first person in line decides, he's like, he says, oh, fuck no. And then... So then a group of 14 of us slip through that that uh, open door that shouldn't be open. <laughs> Break into the and Walmart. Then, and then we rush to the electronics department. And then lo and behold, those stupid assholes get there first. But then, you know, I'm running on little sleep. I'm still angry at Amazon. So I start kind of ripping into these people and telling anyone that w- will listen that there that should be in the last and so line. you're making a 6 a.m scene at walmart so i'm making a scene because i'm like if there aren't enough you know red and blue switches like you're these a- these assholes are not beating me to it mm-hmm. it all works out i get the red and blue switch That's i get good. it before those assholes i did have the added benefit of meeting someone who was almost identical to brian townsend like this was b-town sounded like wow. b-town looked like b-town had the general vibe of B-Town. Sure, sure. Uh, it was an eventful morning, but enough about that, Steve. It's just a long, tired day. We we spent like three or four hours with the Switch yeah. this evening. What are you thinking? Well, we played four games on the Switch. Yes. We played 1-2 uh, Switch. We did. Should have been a pack-in game, but, you know. Yeah. Um, felt like a WarioWare game. Yeah, so there were like, there's like 28 games in it. They're all kind of variations of the same thing, you know, like use, utilizing the rumble motion and their sensor that can like sense if your mouth is open or closed. Yeah, it's all about hold the controller, the Joy-Con in a different position. Yeah, you Whatever. and I did that that uh, pose pose like the yoga pose down where it's really like that was rough. Well, you could really cheat. Like you could just do whatever you want and just keep the thing flat. Yeah, but that that defeats the purpose. Absolutely. What were some of your favorite games of those twenty-eight? It's late, and I don't mean to be a party pooper, but like none of them made a real impression on me. Well, there was milking the cow was interesting. Milking the cow. Uh, some I of them feel were like certainly more complicated than others. Like some were literally stand still. Oh, you stood more still. Yeah. The one that really impressed me was the one we did where we were unraveling the chain on the treasure chest. That one was fun, yeah. So you would I mean, like, all these games, like, you play them for eight seconds, so if you forget them... 
Yeah, I'm they, sure I'll play again. This but. game certainly benefits from like alcohol. I did you a know. wizard duel at one point with someone. Got my ass kicked. Yeah, uh, I was really good at ping pong for whatever reason. Oh, baseball was there. That was rough. Yeah, it took it took us like ten minutes to figure out even how to throw it because it was very finicky. It needed that Hideo Nomo delivery for it to work. Um, Overall, a very shallow game. Um, yeah. It's funny because it, like, some people say that the game really shows the benefit of HD Rumble. And I'm like, uh, it really shows that, that those features are, you can't really integrate. Totally unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. It's like, these are good for these specific games. Like, what else are you going to do with it? So, I don't know. It and was fun playing. Fun playing. We'll play it again. But, you know, it's a game to play with your parents and you're, you're, co-workers who come over and don't play video games and just want to see the the new gadget you have yeah um then things didn't really get much better when we played bomberman bomberman so we did we so we had three people with switches here so we had six joy cons bomberman's up to eight people and we're like oh let's play eight player bomberman which resulted in like four of us getting hit with like the first bomb. It was over quickly and still it was chaotic and confusing. I think we played three rounds. And we were like, that's enough. Yep. Well, I, I the one thing about eight player that was cool was that, you know, if you died, you were up on the ledge and you could throw bombs and get yourself back in by replacing them. Um, I couldn't even... I don't even know that I know all the logic yet. Like, no. I, I don't know. There were a lot of power-ups I didn't quite understand. The, there were those blue bouncy bombs. Yeah. But then, like, some of the explosions would travel, like, six squares, and others would travel, like, three squares, and I'm not even sure why. It might have been the power-ups. None of us are very familiar with Bomberman, you know. No, not really. That one, that one though, it's probably deeper than 1-2-Switch, was also, like, didn't do anything for me. No. Yeah. And then the third game we played was Zelda, but we can probably save that for the end. Yeah. Because we just played... Snipperclips. Snipperclips, a little downloadable game. Just you and me. We we're the last two standing. Uh, yeah. I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, we, we played it quickly. Like, I didn't want to burn out on it. I didn't want to see all there was to see it. Like, I don't yeah. know how deep it goes. Like, who knows? I don't either. And there might be, like, expansions later and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's a fun little puzzle game yeah we Which played it co-op i think they're all co-op it looks yeah. like so you're you're two pieces of paper and you if you overlap you can cut the other piece of paper so you make each other into shapes to solve puzzles whether you're pulling down balloons mm-hmm. or you're dunking basketballs dunk, dunk, and and carefully some, guiding eggs to a little basket so they can hatch it's funny because there's certainly like ways that you're meant to solve these puzzles but there's also like Ways you can kind of just dumb luck your we way. We brute forced it. one yeah. or two of them. There's that one where you just like rammed into the button like face first. The baseball, yeah. Yeah, and then the baseball, you just like... It fell directly on my head and I just walked very slowly over to the edge and dumped yeah, it Yeah, I'm in. not sure you're supposed to be able to beat any of them without cutting at least one of you. And that was like, I didn't do a thing. No. You just were like, eh, I'm going to do this. I think I got lucky there that it didn't roll off me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it speaks to the... I'm sure this is the type of game that'll have people doing uh, challenge runs, like speed runs, obviously, and then, you know, no cut runs where, yeah. oh, can you beat this one without cutting mm. anyone? Yeah, balance the ball on your round end instead of your flat end. Right. 
Um, one thing about that game that surprised me is I thought it was all going to be like cut each other into shapes and then fit a different shape. Yeah. But there was more like interaction. There's a lot like, more variety than just, yeah, yeah. Can you make like this tessellation? One, or of, one of the best things was like when we, we would cut each other and then there would be like other shapes re- represented by us. So like there'd be like six yellow shapes and you would cut me. I'm the yellow yeah. piece. And then all of those shapes would be this turn into the same shape and then you could like move them around and then like the 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 ball or whatever the egg would drop between us and then we'd carefully navigate it into a nest it's just really cool really deep i thought it was a clever game very clever and i uh, can't wait to play more of it yeah but you'll enjoy that with danielle i'm sure so you played breath of the wild for a couple hours it seemed it was funny. You started yours, and B Town said, "All right, well, if we're playing Zelda now," and he just whips out his uh, switch, walks over to my kitchen counter, and says, "I'm going to play mine," and he just starts playing on the kitchen counter while Keith, you're playing on the TV, which you know really speaks to the the switch and what it is. Portability. Friends can all get together and play their own switch. It, it blows my mind that that came. You can play on the go. That look. I mean, yeah. We'll see what the battery life is like and all that, but like that is really cool that you can play that yeah. on the go. It felt like such an expansive, open Zelda game in a way that's kind of daunting to me. You know, not that I want a three-hour tutorial at the beginning of every Zelda game, but this game you essentially wake up and you wander outside, almost like the very first Zelda, and they're yeah. like, "Hey, go for it! Yeah, do what you're gonna do. Do what you're gonna do, dude." Which is cool. very unexplained, yeah, very ambiguous. Which was cool in that, like, you played it for an hour and a half, two hours, whatever. Yeah. And there was, like, four of us watching, and we were just uh, just really enjoying ourselves. Yeah, and, Jay was in his happy place, he said, yeah. watching. You were just, like, picking up sticks and beating enemies. Using like, a magnet. Using a magnet. The magnet really opened things up, because then you were, like, taking a rock and just... just literally swinging it into people and like that became like your most powerful weapon and that's another game you mentioned snipper clips how we would kind of brute force our way to certain endings that probably weren't the you know the solution the developers had in mind for the puzzle that kind of feels like there's going to be a lot of that in this zelda game because even you while you were briefly playing it keith like we would roll ourselves off cliffs accidentally fall down onto ledges and discover other things you can like climb rocks with your bare hands there's no it it just seems very open and accessible to everything you want to do i used like a box to open a door at one point see to me what it reminds me of at least there aren't obvious parallels in the the game itself, but more like how we experience it as a group is like like GTA Three. I was just thinking that you know, like that's a game where everyone takes turns. Fifteen and years like, ago, yeah, yeah, and you would, just you're just in the sandbox and you do whatever you want. Just and, watch each other, and that is fun. Like in GTA Three, you grab, you know, like oh, can I jump off this building? Can I can I blow up this helicopter? And, like, this is kind of that, but with, you know, bow and arrows and rocks and, you know, yeah torches and things like that. You said there were a hundred tombs in the game or something well, like yeah, that? Well, yeah, they're shrines. Shrines. I just compared them to tombs in Tomb Raider. And, like, I mean, if there's really a hundred, that's it's just such an expansive game. Well, a hundred of those, and then I think there's... <laughs> it's got to be, like, 
six to ten temples. Yep. And then there's also just, you know, Hyrule itself, which is humongous. Mm-hmm. Um, no Epona yet for me, but, you know. No. Um, this is probably like a 70-hour game. But, like, we don't have, like, this game is awesome. Like, in the little bit that I've seen of it, that you've played of it, like, it's going to live up to the hype, which is, at this point is tremendous. It's like the second highest rated game ever on Metacritic. To Ocarina? Yeah. Yeah. And that'll that'll slip, but, like. It will. But Still, like, that's a very impressive Like most score. main publications are giving it tens, which is kind of unheard of at this point. Mm. You know, although I do think that uh, critics are a little biased towards Zelda, but oh, it sure. still feels... And towards a Nintendo launch when they know they have to save the Nintendo console yeah, they're like, line. Let's, let's make this thing uh, relevant. Um, but that brings to the, the console itself. Yeah. Like, so we've kind of played it in every iteration you know every I think form so. like we didn't get a lot of a lot of opportunity to play it a hand like handheld mode no but b-town was doing yeah that. and you're looking over his shoulder and like zelda doesn't look quite as good on the go but still, but it's still pretty great. good um i wanted to ask you how you felt about the the joy con grips the joy cons and the joy con grip like the one controller that you were using well, when for I was, zelda when i was playing zelda i definitely had to keep going back to the controller a is now the right button b is the bottom button which you know whatever that's fine i think that's how super nintendo did it way back when but uh that's not what i'm used to but how did it feel overall besides that a little small in my hands yeah, but was it, like, overall, like... It was fine. I'm sure I could grow accustomed to it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good solution if you don't want to buy the $70 Pro Controller. Yeah, holy shit. And particularly the handheld aspect, I think, allows it to be so yeah. small. I was nervous about using the individual Joy-Cons as controllers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were a little bit awkward, but for games like Snipper Clips and 1-2-Switch... They're, yeah, you they're know, just so dainty in your, in your hands as you hold them. And you don't need them to be, you know, I'm sure if these were, we're not playing first-person shooters with these controllers. Yeah. They're allowed to be little NES controllers. Yeah. Well, I mean, in Snipper Clips, you need like six buttons. And when you need like six buttons, it's fine. But once you get into like needing multiple, like both uh, shoulder buttons, like the ZL and then just the regular L, then that's when it gets pretty messy right. unless you're using a regular controller. But I mean, I'm impressed. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, you you look back at the Wii U, and uh, I don't think it transitions itself into its different forms quite as readily as was advertised. It's a good point. Like in the commercials, it you know, like it's that quick snap, and like you put it in the dock, and it's immediately on yeah. the TV. We're, meanwhile, we're over here like struggling. Like, I don't want to break this. Yeah, pull harder, snap this on. It was amazing how much we struggled with taking the like the grips off of um oh yeah that was easily the longest part yeah in in one two switch there was so much of that yeah like some games are like you can't have the top portion of it like the um so on the joy cons themselves they'll have like a wrist strap and then you can put a little extra piece of plastic on it that makes the shoulder buttons a little more uh a little bigger just so they're easier to use um, and those things are really hard to take on and off. Like I kept making Weber do it for me cause yeah. I didn't want to break my switch. Right. But if Weber did it, you could just be um, mad at him. Yeah. He'd be dead to me, but that'd be fine. But you know, like I think it's obvious to us, like we played four games tonight. And yeah. 
And the launch lineup is very sparse. Snipper Clips is a good game. It was. I was I was happily surprised by yeah. it. Yeah, and it's at twenty bucks. It's a pretty easy one to justify. One. The only other good game right now on the thing is Zelda, which admittedly looks like it could be one of the best games of all time. Yeah, it could be. Should um, be. But back to the point I was making about the Wii U is like when the when you you held the Wii U and you you just. You, ha- you had it in your house. You're like, this feels distinctly childish and like out of date, even when it came out in 2012. And, you know, even though... I still like the Wii U, but I know what you mean. I did. I liked it as well. But like the gamepad was kind of Fisher pricey. but... I see what you're saying. Um, this, this feels, even though the graphics aren't top of the line, it still feels cutting edge in a lot of ways. And... You know, it's getting great critical reception as far as, you know, the console itself. Some people make good points. Like, it doesn't, it's not quite the perfect console. It's not quite the perfect handheld. But when, if it means that Nintendo is going to bring, you know, all of their development power to both, to from hand, the handheld line in the console line that they've had in the past, you know, I think we'll benefit. Yeah. Um, I'm happy I have it. I know that you'll eventually get it. I'm you're sure not, I will. I end up with every Nintendo system. Yeah, you're not you're not quite there yet. <laughs> no, I'm waiting for a better catalog, but we'll get there. Yeah. Anyway, those are just some of our quick first impressions. We got like three hours with the system. I'm sure we'll... Which is play. more hours than you got of sleep last night. It's true. You're right. Um, but I think it might be time for both of us to go get some sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, you should go play Zelda. Yeah, I and should. And then sleep. Yeah. What time is it? Somebody bring me a mirror.